the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so The emergency of failure is the trick of government. First they fail, then it's an emergency, and then they fund their criminal enterprise and organization. That's exactly what we're living through. But the audacity of this particular dimwit, this moron Joe Biden, Joe Biden who has always been a laughingstock of government. I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. So ladies and gentlemen, I've been dumb. So he he has to withdraw from the presidential race in the 80s because he was a moron, bragged about his intellect, found out he graduated fifth from the bottom of his class. He lied about his his resume, as as all Democrats scum do, right? But the idea that he has the audacity to nickname this failed philosophy of welfare growth combined with warfare theft and call it Bidenomics it would, be, it would be funny if it wasn't so offensive. You see, Reaganomics wasn't described by Ronald Reagan. He called it free market capitalism. And he created the largest boom economy that lasted until the Clintons started to bastardize it after the Bushes. And it finally collapsed when the dumbest of the Bushes got in and destroyed it. Okay? But to name your plan Bidenomics when you're a moron, a crook, an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic is the ultimate insult. And I'm wondering, is anybody else picking up on this? And all told, we've created over 13 million. I think it's 13 million, 300,000. These are the morons in the room, the Democrat scum, who attain wealth by stealing from policies, from front-running policies, from corrupting agreements with our government and workers. That's who's in that room, the scum Democrats. He didn't create one job Not one. This was the problem with what Donald Trump did. You couldn't see what they were going to do to you. You couldn't figure out what would happen if you gave them the green light to destroy the economy and then pretend to flip the switch on while you corrupt it and backdoor nationalize it at the same time. You see, they have a problem running against their own policies. And nobody wants to talk about it. The greatest failed government policy outside of Social Security is Obamacare. It was a failure from day one. Now it's a mega failure. And this idiot who was the vice president during Obamacare implementation is somehow going to help? It not only saves the, the consumer, it saves every taxpayer. <laughs> saves everything. Do you know what taxpayers have lost since the implementation of Obamacare? Do you know the opportunities they lost? The 50% less doctors, 50% less hospitals 
400% increase in insurance premiums because there's only five left. And you have the audacity to stand up there like you're helping? I mean, to be a politician today, you are not only a pathological liar, you're the lowest form of American in the country. Also today, President Biden expected to announce a new plan to improve your health insurance. Our Krista Rose joins us live with what we've learned overnight. Chris, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, the president is set to speak about his health care agenda. And in the speech, he is expected to address cracking down on junk fees. I can't believe this is being tolerated. I'm not serious about this. There was an entire political movement started with the implementation of Obamacare. It was called the Tea Party. Now, I understand it uh, implemented traitors and liars and frauds like Joe Walsh and Adam Kinzinger. However, people were motivated because they understood the place it would take us. A complete collapse of the quality of our health care and our health care system in general and massive cost increases. Here we are. And mum's the word. Where is Kevin McCarthy? Where are the Republicans? Last week, the Centers for Medical and Medicaid Services released a final guidance on how they'll negotiate with drug companies to lower prescription drug costs. On September 1st, I'll announce the first 10... They're not going to lower any prescription drug costs. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. It's a money laundering scheme. They're in the revolving door, the CDC, the NIH. It is a fracking pass-through of corruption. They've got everybody right where they want them. And people are turning to the abuser and hoping that they make things better. Drugs selected for negotiation and under the law. You sound like you need a little health care. Can I just say, you sound like you need a little health care. First, my administration is cracking, (laughs) cracking down on junk fees for health insurance plans. Somebody put him in an iron lung. Somebody get this 80-year-old decrepit thief in a home. It's going to save the federal government money, as I just referenced. Negotiating drug prices alongside other parts of my prescription drug plan is going to save the taxpayers so far $160 billion. $160 billion. The most disgusting part is the room, how they clap, and they clap, and they clap, as they watch somebody suffering. And my, the the boys, quote-unquote, now the princess, my sister, had her own bedroom, (laughs) as she should have. But the three boys, were there were were two sets of bunks in the other room, and there was a closet that ran as you walked walked up the stairs, walked straight down the hall, you went in the, quote, the boys' room, the, the three of us. And on the left, there was a closet in that whole wall. My parents' bed, headboard, was against that, where that closet was. And every once in a while, rarely, my, you, could hear, you could hear sort of a restlessness going on. Yeah, we know? get it. Your parents were loud when they made more Biden crime family members. We get it. In the meantime, what are you going to do for us? It lowers drug costs and prescription drugs, and it lowers the deficit. It lowers the deficit. And I might add, all the talk about I'm a big spender Biden, I lowered the deficit. $1,700,000,000,000 in the first few years. No one's ever done that. The last guy increased. We are in debt as of right now, 32400000000000 dollars 
and 13 billion 500 and it goes up every second by the time i finish you're in the hole another hundred billion and the idiots continue to chant and the problem really is aside from all of this we're in the middle of world war three and no one wants to discuss it nobody wants to discuss it but one talk show host in chicago allies have already pledged 500 million euros for Critical needs, including fuel, medical supplies, demining equipment, and platoon bridges. So NATO is expanding, and the Europeans, the entire Europeans, they committed 500 billion. I mean, 500 million. 500 million dollars. We have sent 120 billion. Russia's war of aggression. We have proved Vladimir Putin's accusations 100% correct. Against Ukraine continues to rage on. For 500 days, Moscow has brought death and destruction to the heart of Europe, seeking to destroy Ukraine and divide NATO. Our summit will send a clear message. NATO stands united and Russia's aggression will not pay. At the summit, we will make Ukraine even more stronger and set out a vision for its future. I expect Allied leaders will agree a package with three elements to bring Ukraine closer to NATO. First, we will agree a multi-year program of assistance to ensure full interoperability between the Ukrainian armed forces and NATO. Second, we will upgrade our political ties by establishing the NATO-Ukraine Council. And third, I expect Allah leaders will reaffirm that Ukraine will become a member of NATO and unite on how to bring Ukraine closer to its goal. Wasn't that the accusation by Putin in the beginning, before the invasion? Wasn't he saying exactly that along with the fact that we had laboratories and weapon munitions in Ukraine? Wasn't that the accusation? Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded bio labs in Ukraine, according to the U.S. government. And NATO expanded just the way he said. And in the meantime, today, something that isn't getting much covered is the Pentagon agreed to send cluster bombs. What are cluster bombs, bombs, squirrel? Well, it turns out they're illegal. I'll take your questions. We'll start with AP. Hi, General Rutter. Thanks for doing this. The AP is reporting that... Uh, President Biden has decided to provide cluster munitions to Ukraine. How has the Pentagon been able to address concerns about dud rates that can put civilians' children at risk? And how will these munitions help Ukraine in this stage of the fight? I'm sure. So in in terms of uh, DPICMs, I don't have anything to announce today, Tara. Um, As you know, um, that is something that is under consideration um, I will say that we have multiple variants of DPICMs in our stocks, uh, and the ones that we are considering providing would not include older variants uh, with dud rates that are higher than 2.35%. Um, we are aware of reports out there uh, from several decades ago that indicate that certain 155-millimeter uh, uh, DPICMs have higher dud rates. So, you know anything about cluster bombs, Squirrel? You know why they're illegal? Because they look like little balls, and kids tend to, to, to play with them. And they blow up hands and arms. We learned this in Vietnam and Laos, and at that point we decided, ah, we're going to make these illegal, except for now. And we are 
providing these cluster bombs to uh, the other former Soviet Union country, Ukraine. A cluster munition is a weapon which is either dropped from the air or launched from the ground and releases many smaller explosive submunitions in flight. These submunitions are designed to explode on impact, to attack enemy soldiers, infrastructure, or light vehicles. Cluster munitions release many small bomblets over a wide area. One strike can hit an area as big as a football field and release several hundred bomblets. But we're going to fix health care here in this country. There were and the environment. of Congress in the last week. This is Colonel Douglas McGregor, who has been one of the only outspoken people against this mayhem, this oligarch war in the former Soviet Union. And it's interesting when you hear him discuss the mayhem that is caused by this, which we are sending to Ukraine, along with hundreds of billions of dollars. But don't worry, Joe Biden is creating jobs here and he's going to help you with your health insurance. That we're publicly saying that the Pentagon should send cluster bombs to Zelensky. My understanding is not only are these bombs illegal, but they're they're horrible. Can you answer that and then maybe tell my audience what these what these bombs are? Imagine that you've got a thousand baseballs that you can launch at a particular target and these balls shower the target area. The bad news is that out of uh, a thousand, perhaps a hundred to one hundred and fifty don't explode. That means that you now have an explosive device lying around on the ground. The fact that Congress wants to send more, you know, to me is uh, bizarre. Right now, there's an estimate. We think the Ukrainian army has lost nearly 10,000 armored fighting vehicles since the war began. The wastage over there is irreplaceable. So sending anything more at this stage of the game may make people here feel good, but it's, it's not going to change the outcome over there. Not one question. He can lie with impunity. Bald-faced lies economically. Bald-faced lies of domestic policy. Bald-faced lies of war profiteering. Where is Kevin McCarthy? You see, he stroked the check that made this possible. And we are in debt right now. Another $35 billion to the $32 trillion that we pretend is uh, our figure without factoring in the unfunded liabilities. And Joe Biden celebrates and he's cheered. And all told, we've created over 13 million. I think it's 13 million, 300,000. Morons. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. The audacity to name his economic policy Bidenomics, you stupid son of a dog. Never earned a dollar in your miserable life. You're a traitor and you're a thief. But you are a willing asset to the government mafia. And you're expanding all of the corruption that, ironically, Trump kept us out of. Didn't Trump want to get out of NATO? I think he understood why it was a scam and we finance it all. It's a money laundering scheme. We will also help build Ukraine's security and defense sector, including with military hospitals. And we will help Ukraine transition from Soviet era to NATO equipment and standards. President Zelensky will join us for the inaugural meeting of the new NATO Ukraine Council. You think he'll drive his new Bentley there, Squirrel? I think he's got the one with like the suicide doors. Yeah, drop top. Nothing but the best for that thief. This will be a platform for crisis consultation and decision making. Where we all. And I remember, I know, I, my knee jerk reaction is to play the clip where 
Uh, he's outed as stealing money. You know. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. That's nothing. This was set up decades ago. Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Where's Ihor Kolomoisky? I'd like to see the balance of his Cyprus bank account. Wouldn't you, Squirrel? Oh, I'd love to. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. John, I was uh, reading Revolver today. Tyler Durden, I believe, was saying. He was saying, where are all these weapons going? And, you know, it seems like every CIA war, and Zelensky admitted that he's speaking directly with the CIA, so this is a CIA war. It seems that every CIA war is... It's genocidal to wherever they go to. So the people who are actually being attacked are the actual Ukrainians. And I believe that these weapons are going to be used to start World War III in Europe and the United States. So We're yeah, already in World on. War III. Just America is too stupid to recognize. I think those weapons are going to be smuggled into areas like of course the United they are. What's and more of Europe. Vic- Victor Bout, baby. Cluster bomb. Come on. They're yeah, selling them to Africa and everything else. That's how it works. You remember Victor Bout? Go, Victor. More weapons. Now you got cluster bombs. These are ugly, though. Cluster bombs, squirrel, they're, 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 they're really bad, and they tend to kill a lot of kids. That used to mean something. But now, nobody wants to know how many people died when they blew up the dam. You know, when Russia blew up its own dam, like they blew up their own pipeline. You know. Cluster munitions are unacceptable because they impact a wide area and are unable to distinguish between civilians and combatants. 94% of recorded cluster munitions casualties are civilians. Well, it's like when Barack Obama was dropping bombs that we don't talk about in Yemen and Syria and all over the Horn of Africa. What did he kill? Only 90% were innocent. So that's, that Biden could do worse than Obama if you, if you really think about it. Of which almost 40% are children. Up to one-third of all bomblets fail to explode upon impact. These unexploded submunitions continue to kill and maim civilians long after the conflict has ended. And the Pentagon likes it. We would be carefully selecting rounds with lower dud rates, uh, for which we have recent, recent testing data. Oh yeah, you wouldn't want a dud. You want to make sure when somebody picks it up, it blows their arm off. Right, you evil bastards? In the meantime, think about who you're dealing with with these Democrats scum. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. And seeing how Joe Biden was paid by his Chinese communist overlords and the oligarchs in the former Soviet Union to destroy and weaken America, he's delivering, baby. That's exactly what this is. He's bringing us to World War III. He's ironically strengthening Russia rather than weakening it. He's weakening America as he's destroying it with Bidenomics and the rest of his corruption. And Janet Yellen Manhans, also known as the Viagra Slayer, is scaring some Chinese communists on behalf of us. I heard it looks like Godzilla was walking on the island there. During meetings with my counterparts, I'm communicating the concerns that I've heard from the U.S. business community. There's like six Chinese guys turning their head like a, like a, a, a dog that hears a whistle far off in the distance. They can't figure out what she's saying, but they're afraid of her. <clears throat> including China's use of non-market tools, 
like expanded subsidies for its state-owned... But remember, you and the rest of the Democrats' mafia are bribed to make sure that they maintain favored nation status, which is something you never want to mention, right, dummy? Because you could solve all these problems overnight by removing favored nation status. But you don't want to do that because you're an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. You, and I don't know how many countless congressmen and senators, even the gassy ones. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Tell Fang Fang I said she earned the money, Swalwell, you freak. The rest of you traitors as well. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know what's funny about this entire thing? Not just the stupidity of the American people to not understand we're in the middle of a war. Hundreds of thousands of people are dead. JFK claims 300,000 people are dead in the war. That I, what did Joe Biden predict? It was going to last a couple of weeks. But now that you got Trump out of the way, now you can have your phony virtue on top of a proxy World War III. While in London, he will meet with King Charles at Windsor Castle and engage with a forum that will focus on mobilizing climate finance, especially bringing private finance off the sidelines uh, for clean energy deployment and adaptation in developing countries. What did the uh, blowing up of the Nord Stream pipeline do for the environment? What do cluster bombs and the, the wars that we're participating, what does it all do for the environment? See, they've got the perfect system of corruption because all of these things are streaming money, dark money, into the coffers. How else do you think they buy those $6,000 suits? You know, the ones that guys with jobs could buy because they earn it? In case you missed it, I just want you to hear this. This is the original statement he made on ABC. I have my own ideas. He's not going into Ukraine, okay, just so you understand. He's not going to go into Ukraine. All right, you can mark it down, you can put it down, you can take it anywhere well, you want. He's already there, isn't he? Okay. Well, he's there in a certain way, but I'm not there. You have Obama there. So his critics saying that answer is just more evidence that Trump doesn't have a, a proper handle on foreign policy. Trump trying to clarify his position. I gave a very good answer over the weekend to one of the shows on Russia going into the Ukraine. I said very simply, they're not going to do it on my watch, essentially. I said, Russia will not go into the Ukraine. Now, I said that. And the next day, the story comes out, and we really let it roll a little bit. Actually, I think it was USA Today. A couple of them covered it accurately, what I said. But a couple of papers said, Donald Trump doesn't realize that the Crimea was already taken. I know it exact two years ago, approximately. Okay, approximately. It was taken during Obama's watch. So when I said, believe me, Russia's not going into Ukraine, all right? They're not going into Ukraine. The person said, but they're already in Ukraine. I said, yeah, well, that was two years ago. That's, that's I mean, you want to so go? So not only was he 100% right, but the reason they didn't go into Ukraine is because he would not participate in the money laundering fraud of NATO, which was the concern of Vladimir Putin, the former Soviet Union. You know who else was a leader of the former Soviet Union, Squirrel? Two Ukrainians, Brezhnev and Khrushchev. And the whole reason Crimea was a scandal is because Khrushchev, being Ukrainian, had arbitrarily deemed it Ukraine. Did you know that, Squirrel? Oh, there's a lot of things Americans don't know, but they don't care. 
They don't even know why they let Victor Bout out for that pot-smoking freakazoid. All they know is, we're giving, we're arming Ukraine. I wonder how much of those weapons that Victor Bout is now out, he's selling to Africa, to the Middle East, to Yemen, all the people we're fighting, as it's one giant fraud. It's Friday, Squirrel. Can you imagine the party he's having? Like Kamala Harris used to, before she got a real job. Uh, Debbie, Portage, Indiana. Yes, sir. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, I'd like to make a comment regarding our so-called 4th of July in the town of El Paraiso. Oh. Uh, Is it a cluster bomb? Off, yes. They launched, they launched off a firework display that resembled uh, a nuclear mushroom cloud. <laughs> oh, great. Well, it's all good for the environment when Democrats do it, like when they blew up Nord Stream Pipeline and pretended it was Russia. Mitchell, displaint. You know, Sean, I, don't know if, I know you're not a sports guy, but I want to bring your attention to this whole thing with Arlington Heights and the Bears Stadium. Do you know that the Bears are never going to make that happen because the citizens of Arlington Heights refuse to um, allow the property taxes to be lowered because the Bears don't want to pay their fair share because 86%, Sean, goes to these public schools. So there's three public, st- there's three public school districts, and there would be a shortfall because the Bears feel that, that, that with the money that they have to give in terms of property taxes is excessive. So this is never going to happen. And now the, the citizens, they want to fire, they want to put a petition to fire the mayor because he was fraudulent. He said, no, there would never be any, you know, taxpayer funded for the, you know, for the stadium. People don't realize that stadiums, 100% is funded by the taxpayers. Is the it's old the lady, I don't know anything about it, but is the old lady still alive? She's like 99 years old. Yeah, she is. All right, well, maybe she'll, maybe she'll move them down to Naples, Florida. I understand they have a lot of real estate down here, as most people with a brain do. Thank you very much, Mitchell. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? Wonderful. Sean, listen, I wanted to ask you this for a long time. Uh, why, uh, why would these companies uh, get involved in these so-called woke politics like uh, Budweiser and Target? What is the upside for them to do that? Favoritism by a by a fascistic government. Yeah, but wouldn't they lose half of their half of their, uh, They don't care. Uh, half of the people. They don't, they don't care, huh? They don't. They, they, want no, to they lose do, because of what they understand they is that scandals of of character don't last long. People don't have character for long, so they just got to suffer through the difficult times. And, and they uh, think they're going to get the people back, right? It's fine. It's fine. Everybody's fine. It'll all be fine. And, and, and the reality is you're really kind of asking me to describe why people partake in corporatism, which is kind of what it is to a certain extent. And it's because yeah. you buy favoritism with your taxing body, the only people who can take your money you earn. So now they have favoritism, so they'll get different benefits for, for dealing with that. And they have a stronghold in the marketplace. Do you know how many companies they really own? People think they're hurting Budweiser when they buy st- or, uh, uh, right. Stella? Yeah, I know. They're not. You know what I mean? So yeah. so it's a conglomerate. It's it's really a way to get attention and you're speaking in their name. And uh okay. they're gonna make money eight ways to Tuesday and they'll never pay the taxes on it because now they have the sympathy of a government that wants to tax them. It's really quite brilliant when you think about it. It's also quite brilliant that uh BlackRock owns five percent of ninety eight percent of the S P five hundred. Brilliant. It's how you corrupt right. market, right? So that's why uh to me, it's a bastardized economy. Well, let's call it Bidenomics. Ooh, see what we did there? Because Ronald Reagan didn't name it Reaganomics. Ronald Reagan understood the principles of freedom, free markets. He understood what would happen if you got a fascist in there 
that coincided with the society that was too stupid to realize what they were participating in. Government's view of the economy could be summed up in a few short phrases. If it moves, tax it. If it keeps moving, regulate it. And if it stops moving, subsidize it. <laughs> where are the Republicans? Do you hear anybody? It, where, is Kevin McCarthy, seriously, where is Kevin McCarthy? Where are any of the standout Republicans calling for diplomacy, calling for the lack of funding the most corrupt nation in Europe outside of us? 400 million. Apparently this was done last year. Do you remember what else started last year? Zelensky began his sacking spree. He fired many top officials, all for corruption. Now the new report says this was done to placate the U.S. And that American officials knew that Zelensky and team are skimming millions. Then, Sure they know. Seymour Hirsch was somebody who used to have massive sway with the Democrat mafia. Now he's got to hope he doesn't get Jeffrey Epstein. Ukrainian prosecutors say they've arrested the head of the country's Supreme Court over an alleged bribery case a day after releasing these photos that appear to show... So is NATO turning a blind eye and ignoring what everyone knows is the most corrupt country in Europe, or are they doing it because they too have been participating in the same kind of money laundering scheme of the American taxpayer? I say yes. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Convincing that, that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. I wonder if the KGP was in Ukraine when it was the Soviet Union. What do you think? You think maybe? Maybe some of the old Soviets maintained a strong position in the Ukraine, and maybe they're collaborating with Russia? And maybe this is a giant way to accomplish multiple things, least of which is not weakening the American arsenal. How much uh, weapons do we have now that we've given them all away? 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, The Answer. I remember when people um, used to complain and call the television the boob tube. You remember that? Square eye, you're too young. And they used to say, if you watch a lot of it, you're going to be stupefied. And here we are. I have three TVs on. They have artificial intelligence answer questions. Britney Spears appears to have hit herself after being slapped by a security guard. And Joe Biden helps people with health care. That's what's on TV. There's some other important stuff. OPEC just held its semi-regular meeting in Vienna. This seminar is not a typical one where ministers assess the market and set production quotas, but is more an informational one where OPEC ministers, delegates, and top analysts in the oil market discuss trends and new developments. However, Saudi Arabia decided to extend its voluntary 1 million barrel per day production cut through the end of August, and Russia plans to cut oil exports by 500,000 barrels per day in August. It seems probable now that Saudi Arabia has extended its voluntary cuts another month that they may extend the cuts through the end of 2023, especially if the global economy and thus demand does not pick up. In addition, the Secretary General... That's a guy's. Demand has picked up. They're cutting 
Anyway, and now it's normal to have $80 barrel oil. Russia is one of the only countries selling more oil than before the war in Ukraine because they're selling it to countries that are de-dollarizing. You see, this is all very important to the Americans, or it should be. But you might want to check to see if Britney Spears is okay. Enterprises and domestic firms, as well as barriers to market access for foreign firms, I've been particularly troubled by punitive actions that have been taken against U.S. firms in recent months. I'm also concerned about new export controls recently announced by China. But she will continue to promote favored nation status, which allows them to circumvent all taxes, all regulations, everything that we have to abide by and other nations. You see, that's why they're bribed by the Chinese Communist Party. That's why they have a liaison of corruption. Now this Fox Business exclusive, Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the... That should be the scandal, but cocaine's the scandal? You couldn't figure out in order to be a Democrat, you're high on something? You're a low-life roach? That's what makes them up? And I have to pretend this is a scandal? <laughs> Sorry to bring up cocaine again, but um, there was a question yesterday during press gaggle with um, Andrew Bates that was, I guess... once and for all whether or not the cocaine belonged to the Biden family. So <laughs> a couple of things there. Um, he mentioned the Hatch Act because the question was posed to him in the Donald in yes. using Donald Trump and so he was trying to be very mindful. Uh, okay. I, I hear you, but you're asking me a question so I'm answering it for you. Um, and so that's why he said the Hatch Act. So I would I would, you know, have you read the transcript and read the transcript fully so you can see exactly what he was trying to say. So that's number one. So we're not avoiding the question. That is not true. We've answered this question, litigated this question for the last two days. That's how you calm a would-be scandal. You just slow walk it. And then you just bore people. And maybe they could, they'd figure out, I hope it was Joe Biden's cocaine. Because he needs something. by 40. Anyway, I won't <laughs> Well... That's Bidenomics in action. <laughs> but guess what? It is Bidenomics in action. Hey guys, it's your girl Shalana back today with another video. Oh in today's God. video, we're going to discuss the free cash this week. And you know, nobody asks these questions. If you created so many jobs, why have we doubled the welfare roll? Why have we doubled the food stamp cost to the people? Doubled the Section 8? Why? See, that's Bidenomics. But I don't think people are into it. Right? I got how many calls about the bears on the board? One, two, three. I don't give a flying ferret about the fracking bears. I don't care about men in tights chasing balls. The country is being destroyed from a thief who stole the election. This is not about the fracking bears. 312-642-5600. What's the score? Nothing, nothing. Who's winning? The bears. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me because we need a little controversy. I think the reason we're in this position in the year 2023 in a country built on freedom and liberty is because we overestimated the character of our fellow Americans. I know I did. In particular, where I overestimated the character of my fellow Americans was in the Internet entrepreneur space. I thought for sure these cowboys, who were kids for the most part, who created billions of dollars of wealth out of an idea, I thought for sure they would fight for the idea of freedom and capitalism and property rights. I was wrong. And now we have Silicon Valley oligarchs. The good news is there are some people in this country who have principles and love the idea of freedom so much they're willing to risk money. They're willing to risk their own assault from their peers, and they're willing to take on the oligarchs. That is my next guest. His resume is too long to read, so I'm going to bring him on. His name is Jason Shepard. He is the founder of Wimpkin Social Media, among others. Jason, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm great, John. Thank you so much for having me. You know, Jason, I'm, I'm old, but I was around, I was a kid in the late 80s when you heard about this murmur that you could go on back then and buy domain names and create a site and... Mm-hmm. You know, make money. And I saw through the 90s as, you know, guys had an idea. And then I saw the crash in 2000 and the rebuild up to it. But I always thought that those Internet entrepreneurs would be strong holdouts against corporatism and government intimidation. I saw that all go away after Trump, shortly after. And then I saw the corruption during COVID. And I'm guessing you saw the same thing, correct? Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, to be honest with you, one of the reasons why WIM can even exist now is because of COVID itself. And it was only through the censorship of true information that we could be brought to our knees the way we were, correct? Oh, yeah, most definitely. And it's a narrative that they wanted to push on people. And, you know, you still have the Rachel Maddow's and the uh, MSNBC's and her cohorts from all the other liberal stations that still have their disinformation out there based on stating, hey, if you get this vaccine, you will not transmit this. If you get this vaccine, you will not get COVID. That still floats around, but conservatives are still censored. I just don't understand why. So tell us your story, because I was reading a little bit about you. It's fascinating. Tell us your story, how you came to create Wimpkin. Sure, certainly. Uh, As quick as I possibly can. Um, I worked for the second largest uh, health insurer plus uh, medical network in um, the Pittsburgh area, which covers Ohio, Ohio. West Virginia and also parts of New York. And um, my team was spearheaded to actually um, deliver 130,000 COVID-19 tests to 2,300 doctors in our uh, network Um, in Pennsylvania and I think almost every other state. At the onset, you could only get a test at a primary care physician's office. So my team was the team that was supposed to go and set up these testing protocols and obviously set up the reporting with um, the local health departments for each county. And the ironic thing is we found out about this project in September of 2019. That just doesn't equate because no one really knew COVID existed in September of 2019. Somebody did. And um, Yeah. yeah, Oh, there's no doubt about that. And um, on top of that, uh, the way I work, um, I I personally manage about 80 physicians. And um, out of those 80s in the first week, 
I got calls personally from six of them stating we refuse to give these tests because we're testing just for any type of coronavirus. And as most people know now, there was at that point in time, I believe right around 70 that were known um, to you know be in the human body and uh, actual human body uh, just on an average day carries between six to nine. So um, everything was coming back positive. You saw those live death trackers, which is obviously a funny thing to say. Um, on the TV, and um, you know, I refuse to actually, you know, uh, <clears throat> be part of the hysteria, and I obviously um, add additions to that. But that's um, when I started a platform called World Must Know Now. Uh, I'm sorry, WorldMustKnow.com, and it went up to 30,000, you know, views a day. Uh, we had a, the, the world's most comprehensive COVID timeline on there. We had truths about testing, and people wanted it to be more. They wanted to be able to contribute. They wanted to be able to comment on things. So. We took it into uh, a social media aspect. Um, we launched in August of 2020, and it's been rocking ever since, even though you know we were banned by the app stores for eight months and also subpoenaed. And you were by the, the number one collection. when you were banned, right? Nine million users, nine million, million downloads? Well, we only had about 350,000 at that point in time because we were only a, a platform for about four months before we were banned by the app stores. And okay. um, when you're banned by the app stores, you lose a ton of your reach. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But yes, we were, um, in terms of popularity and, and downloads, we were number one. We were banned three days after Parler was. You know what's funny, Jason, is that I used to fill in this show uh, for, for somebody else, another host. And I was filling in, and it was the day that uh, AOC and other congressional Democrats, this is shortly after Trump's win, uh, they were going to have Zuckerberg, and they were grilling Zuckerberg, and they were grilling a couple of other ones. And I saw the backdoor intimidation factor of Congress basically threatening to take away their businesses, to tax them into oblivion, to regulate them. And I think that's when they broke the back of the spirit of these Internet billionaires. And they figured it's better to go along with it than fight it. And shortly thereafter, you started to see the culmination of propaganda. And you started to see the, 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 the real overwhelming acceptance of government supremacy in this country. COVID was, I think, the most useful vehicle. But I'm wondering, do you see other aspects where this has happened? And are you, in fact, benefiting from that? Because there's also a tremendous amount of Americans that are pushing back against this. Yes, there are now. And it's actually coming on um, the side of independence and other. Um, I think the Twitter file release was a really great deal for us. And obviously, um, on July 4th, the federal ruling, um, you know, from the federal courts in Louisiana and Missouri, you know, stating that um, these, you know, Biden administration officials and these ABC agencies cannot, you know, collude with um, social media. They can't even contact them to take things offline. And I think it really comes down to an intimidation factor, like you said, you know, they're going to go in there. I mean, Sean, I could even share with you our documents signed by Benny Thompson himself from the you know, select committee. He asked, they, they asked collectively for every single piece of information we had on every single user. There wasn't a specific user they came after. There wasn't anything. They wanted to know everything about our users. They wanted credit card numbers, which we didn't accept. They wanted phone numbers, which we actually didn't even accept either. Email addresses. When you sign up for Wimkin, we don't even verify your email, so you can make up an email and use it. We're 100% privacy. Um, so when you say Benny Thompson, this, you're, you're talking about the January 6th committee at this point, right? Yeah, and I think it attributes to just what you said um, just a few moments yeah. ago, where you said, you know, these individuals being grilled. Well, they asked for, again, every single piece of information from my users. 
and we refuse to give it because we just don't have it first and foremost. And uh, we're talking, you're, they, they want you, you're you're in business for two two years, roughly a year and a half mm-hmm. prior to January sixth, and your business is primarily Americans such as myself that call this the pandemic that point out the fact that Pfizer had a research and development lab, lab in Wuhan, China since 2009 mm-hmm. that talk about the NIH. So your platform is in essence a non-government approved speech and thought and positions on the pandemic. So you naturally when January 6th comes around, the 34,000 Twitter users that were suspended before the so-called insurrection and all of the, the, the questions of the FBI and the rest of it, they couldn't risk your platform expanding into that realm. So they start to intimidate and say, I want a list of all of the people who have been talking bad about COVID, number one. Everybody that uses it so we can target them, right? Do I have it right? You do have it right. And they also wanted anybody who was, and I understand this aspect, but threatening a U.S. official, which no one ever did on our platform. And um but, yeah, you have it exactly right. And I think they were especially scared about Wimkin because we're built like Facebook. We have nearly every single feature of Facebook. We have, you know, video chat. We, you can live stream your entire podcast to our, show, our, our, our platform for free, um, just like Facebook. You can, you can live stream for four hours. You can upload 50 gigabyte videos to where, you know, other free speech platforms, you can't really do more than a six-minute video. So, um, you know, they, I think they saw us as a major threat. They probably actually put some heat on the app stores to get us kicked out now that we see it. Um, and, you know, that's why we were so prepared for the Restrict Act when that came down, and that's probably going to pass. Um, but we've seen it all. I mean, your, your listeners, I'll, I'll be happy to put these up on my page. They can see specifically these documents right from the J6 Select Committee if they want to read what they wanted. They'll be astounded. It is, it is astonishing. So are you still off the app? You still you, We can only get your app from Wimkin? No, we actually, uh, we fought them for eight months. We actually ended up winning um, our battle. The only concession that we made, they wanted us to moderate content like you wouldn't believe either. I, I've also shared those emails with the Wall Street Journal. But um, no, we actually, the only thing that I can I agreed to do was take uncensored out of our name in the end. I mean, we lost so much money. Um, we lost, you know, so many potential users on this um, based on the fact that they wanted, again, to narrate what people were seeing or basically get their narration of, you know, what um, people were actually going to hear. But um, it, it, it worked out to where all I removed was uncensored from our name because, in fact, we're not uncensored. We censor pornography. We censor nudity and any type of criminal element to where someone's getting threatened or, you know, um, any type of, like, drug sales and things of that nature. Because, believe it or not, people, the, the ACLU did it to us. They, they went on their own Twitter, and I certainly screenshotted them. They'll live in perpetuity. But um, they actually went out, and they were putting hit pieces on us. If you see anything in there... If you see anybody post anything on Wimkin, screenshot it and send it to the app stores. Jason, so, you know what's um, upsetting no. to, to, to the people who are listening to this right now is that this show is a Chicago radio show. And Chicago mm-hmm. has been a victim of gangs. That, that It used to be a oh, couple yeah. of gangs. Now it's 10,000 different gangs and these moron kids. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're shooting up everybody. But more importantly, they're using these social media platforms to show off in the cases of Twitter. They're live streaming attacks and carjackings and they're bragging about the gangs and the open air drug market. They're using Facebook and all the rest of it. And yet these entities are virtually unfettered by the government. But that government wants to crack down on you, which is, in comparison, although phenomenal uh, with the amount of users you have, minuscule compared to these entities. How could that possibly be unless the government was okay 
with the street gangs and the drug dealing and the rest of the scallywags? Yeah, you you hit that on the head. I mean, that's actually kind of news to me because no one's ever used Wimkin to commit a crime or at least advance a crime or certainly boast about a crime they committed because that's just probably the dumbest thing any criminal could do on earth. But um, yeah. Yeah, Facebook has been right. guilty they're, of they're selling a... stolen merchandise than when they were robbing the Magnificent Mile. I mean, it's it's a well-known thing, and mm-hmm. it just goes on, and yeah. nobody says anything. But if you post, hey, I think the the COVID was man-made with Fauci's involvement in NIH and Wuhan lab, boom, they take <laughs> you down. It's amazing the algorithms they can make in there. It is, and you know what? Um, to this day, I've been trying to get Elon Musk to reinstate my first account on Twitter because I had 700,000 followers, and I lost that for stating things that are now 100% proven scientifically true. So um, it's it's just unfortunate that we got to this point. Um, it, free speech is not an easy thing to sell because uh, the government and, you know, um, mainstream media are just so threatened by it. And it's so funny that that is the foundation of our country. It really is. Um, you know, Jason, the problem, too, is so many people get used to being abused. That's the only thing I can mm-hmm. I can say as to why these entities are still in business and 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 people talk about it as if and I listen from what Elon Musk appears to be today is wonderful but I remember him yesterday when he was uh, in collaboration with the the Democrats when he touted about the benefits of subsidized everything and that's how Tesla was made and the rest of it so I'm I have very limited confidence in Elon Musk helping uh, uh, freedom and the principles of Americanism, but something like your entity and your beliefs, because there's something people need to know about you. You take a large part of your proceeds and you donate. You're a philanthropist on top of it, and you fight human trafficking, sex trafficking about minors and other things, correct? Yes, we do. We actually, um, we've worked with a, a <clears throat> probably now a dozen, a dozen different organizations based on, um, you know, what's, what we see out there, what's good, who their spokespeople are. And um, we're trying to get involved with um, the Sound of Freedom right now with, uh, you know, our latest proceeds because, you know, I I think that things – I haven't even had a chance to see that yet, but um, I'm hearing incredible things, and it's based on a true story. So, um, But that's – yeah, that's one of the reasons, again, too, why Wimkin was founded, uh, Sean, was when they shut down um, Save the Children on on, uh, the hashtag on on Facebook and certainly when they shut down Trump um, on Twitter – that's when we thought, you know what, we got to do something. And they were even, they were censoring religious posts, you know, Christian posts and just prayers. I mean, it got to the point where you didn't even know what you were going to be censored for that day. <laughs> no, and when you see when you see the fact that they were prepared to, to launch and combat information, and as you said, months before you even heard of COVID-19 and the rest of it, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the lies we were supposed to believe, the lies we're still supposed to believe, there's only a couple of places where you can even get information from Dr. John Campbell, who's been articulating it, or Dr. Robert Malone, who had the patent on mRNA. Sure. So what I want to do, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to have the, uh, the, the team here open up on Wimkin. What do we do? We go to Wimkin.com. I want to open up our own page. We'll broadcast. Yep. We're on Rumble now. We can do, I'm assuming we can do both. And uh, I want to help you because I like everything you stand for. But more importantly, I know the kind of risk you took. You could have, I'm guessing you didn't have to do this. You could, probably could have just retired and called it a day. But uh, <laughs> I love the fact that you put this up because I know how much money it costs to do something like this. And I think it's fantastic that you did it. I really do. I want it to be a raging Thank you success. so much. Oh, thank you so much. And you know what? We would have been somewhere way more than we are now. Um, but it was a strategic alliance with the mainstream media, with uh, all liberals and, you know, certainly um, big tech, which are pretty much one and the same when you think about it. But 
We'd love to have you, Sean. I'll be straight up honest with you. We'll help you any way we can as well. Um, you can live stream your entire podcast. You can upload your entire podcast. And you'll have uh, you'll get at least 100,000 um, <laughs> views a week. I can guarantee Wonderful. you that because when can people... They are hungry for information. I'll tell you that much. Well, all, all anyone has to do is go to Wimkin.com. Is that right? Wimkin.com, or they can just search Wimkin in uh, <clears throat> uh, Apple App Store and Google Play. It's been a pleasure. I like what you do very much. I wish you the best of luck, and I hope I meet you face-to-face in the future. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. He is Jason Shepard, the founder of Wimkin Social Media. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Excellent Friday music, Squirrel. You are the man. In the meantime, we had a lot to talk about with Jason. There's a lot of scandal. There's a lot of censorship. But more importantly, there's a lot of government psyops. And that was a tip-off to me. I mean, I had no thought in my head as I watched this happen on television and in the subsequent weeks that U.S. law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. I never thought that there was, it was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. I never thought that. Um, and then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund, in an interview that was never aired on Fox, by the way. I was fired before it could air. Um, I, I'm going to interview him again. But Stephen Sund was the totally non-political worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this was not some right-wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That crowd was filled with federal agents. What? Yes. Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security at the site. Tucker Ta-da! Carlson. And that Tucker was... Tucker Carlson on Russell Branshaw. Today. That's kind of big story. It really is. Uh, it's It seems to be information that was sequestered. Oh, I like that. From the American people. So much information was sequestered from the American people. Today's talk is really quite interesting. It deals with data which is highly, let's think of a word, uh, anomalous. It actually shows the incidence of suspected adverse reactions to the Pfizer vaccine varies by a factor of thousands, thousands fold differences, depending on the batch of vaccines that was given. And this is based on a paper that's actually going viral at the moment from Denmark. Later on, we'll be talking about the difficulty in getting this paper published, but it was actually published now in a peer-reviewed journal. And the data really is quite incredible. And I've also had the privilege of interviewing one of the authors today, which I'll give you more information on uh, in a minute. I've talked to the lead author quite extensively today. So this is the paper here. Uh, Vaccine-dependent safety in the Pfizer vaccine depends on the batch very much depends on the batch. Now, just to give you a flavor of this, to see if you want to watch this. 20% of vaccine recipients had an adverse event, which used to be called a side effect, but thanks to Webster's and the government, that has been changed. And it uh, reminds me that Joe Biden has decided to help you with health care costs. Big Pharma doesn't want this to happen, so they're suing us to block us from negotiating lower prices so they can pad their profits while hardworking Americans with the bill. But... They already made a trillion dollars on a vaccine that seems to be killing people. Shh! Don't say anything! 312-642-5600. You are fined one credit for a violation of the verbal morality statute. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. 
This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So Illinois lawmakers, the raise is in effect. I find it nauseating myself. Illinois lawmakers are getting their second pay raise of the year, bumping their salaries to nearly 90000 It's the fourth highest in the nation and number one for states where lawmakers are considered full-time. Our lawmaker salaries are up 17000 in one year and up 19000 since 2020. Only- That's how you can afford all this inflation. The lawmakers get a raise. The welfare people get a raise. What about the workers? No raise? No, nah, no raise. Only New York has had a larger increase. Then politicians end up with millions in retirement. Some made more in 2022 retired than they contributed working their whole careers. New York got more. Well, New York is a little bit more, a little little quicker on the fascism than uh, Illinois. A new law in New York City is requiring businesses that use artificial intelligence when hiring new employees to prove that it was free from sexism and racism. NBC News cybersecurity reporter Kevin Collier joins us now to explain how this first in the nation law is designed. Good to have you with us. So how do regulators even plan to check for bias in these programs and what should we know about this software? So the computer is a sexist, racist pig. Do I have it right, Squirrel? Would appear, would appear so. So you got to remember, this is a very early, first of its kind law. So what, you, what they do is you have to, a business that's using the software, you just use a third party auditor. And they don't, the ones I've spoken with, they don't crack open the code. They don't look. Do you know how they pay for their raises, Squirrel? There's only one way you could pay lawmakers to have a raise. That's to massively increase taxes. Prepared to pay more for gas and groceries in Illinois. The 1% grocery sales tax will resume July 1st. It was suspended last year to help consumers with inflation. That tax means you'll pay an extra dollar for every $100 of groceries you buy. July also brings another hike to the gas tax. The latest increase is about three cents a gallon. But since 2019, the Pritzker administration has increased the overall gas tax tax in Illinois from 19 cents a gallon to more than 45 cents a gallon. Well, they have to pay for those raises somehow, and they can't afford, I don't think computers, do computers pay taxes? Oh, they will by the time they're over with. For evidence of racism in the in the ones and zeros, they just run it and they see if it is unfair to people of a certain race, if it's unfair to women, um, and if they don't pass, they, in theory, are not allowed to use it for hiring. Got it. So I know there's concern. Do the computers hate women, Squirrel? I think the computers hate women. They're clearly racist. Are the computers white, Squirrel? The audits don't go far enough with addressing ageism, ableism. What are some of the other concerns here? Well, there's no other kinds of discrimination besides race or gender. Uh, But beyond that, there's also not like much idea that it's uh, employers are going to uh, uh, comply with this. There are civil penalties involved if you, uh, in theory, don't. Okay, go uh, start using one of these audits. Uh, but I say bring on the AI. Bring on the AI doctors, the AI lawyers. Bring them all on. Let's put AI in all of the government. I mean, I think they could do much better, and I think they're cheaper. I know they're cheaper than Illinois lawmakers. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittos. Happy Friday, buddy. Happy Friday. Fantastic hey. Friday. Well, I hear you on that. A great, great clip with Biden acting like he's uh, he's the everyday man. He's there defending us 50 year olds against these evil pharmaceutical companies that 
they're in bed with, we're parted as steel. And I know there ain't a lot of them listening to your show, but if you're stupid enough to believe that, then you're stupid enough to believe anything. And for the never Trumper scum out there that put this SOB in office, you people rotten hell. I couldn't agree with you more. I think there's a lot of people that are culpable. But more importantly, there's so many Americans that are on pharmaceuticals. This is going to resonate with them. They're not offended by this. They're down with the struggle. They don't care about the collaboration between Big Pharma and the government. They don't understand that Big Pharma is a monopoly. Pfizer is a god among all. Well, we're going we're gonna to see this through. We're going to keep standing up to Big Pharma, and we'll also stand up to MAGA Republicans who've been trying for years to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. They've tried 70,000 times. But they don't want to talk about what the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, has done to the quality of your life in this country. And somehow the, the companies that employ people just go along with this. I think they should show the people that they're paying thousands and thousands a month for the people and the people will still hate their company that employs them unless of course it's the government the government was able to circumvent the affordable care act <laughs> is congress do they are they on the no probably not to deny americans to deny americans access to the affordable health care act on my watch health care is not a privilege in this country it should be a right what isn't a right? Everything's a fracking right. In the meantime, what he's doing is undoing what Trump did immediately, which give Americans, businesses, an exit ramp to the fascism of Obamacare. And I have yet to hear a Republican congressperson talk about this. And folks, let me close with this. When I ran for president... I promised I would not continue the trickle-down economics of the past. Because here's the simple truth. Trickle-down economics represented the moment we walked away from how this country was built in the first place. <clears throat> it's not just wrong. It's not just wrong. What it is is the backdoor control of everything. This is the problem we have in this country, is that people will turn to this government that has cheated and lied and failed them at every turn. How many Democrats are complaining about the massive cost of insurance? None, because they don't pay it. They're subsidized. Bidenomics is just the other way around. Restoring the American dream. 40 years of trickle-down economics limit the dream to those at the top. But it doesn't look like Americans are actually benefiting. It looks like 90% of all U.S. jobs created in June went to foreign-born workers, including illegal aliens. Not Americans. Americans are waiting for handouts. I'm talking about $3,000 in financial assistance for families. We have guaranteed income programs, $1,500 for grocery assistance. I have a little something-something for everyone. So I believe that every American willing to work hard should be able to get a good job, afford good health care, no matter where they live, in every part of the country, if they're willing to work. That's the American dream. That's Bidenomics. And that's why I can honestly say I've never, I really have, I, I know I don't look like it, but I've been around a while. <laughs> but all kidding aside, I've never been more optimistic about America's future than I am today. I really mean that. Are you? 
312-642-5600. Are you optimistic about Americans, America's future? And can you believe that this, this decrepit old fraud is still running for president? How old will he be if he gets... Oh, 86. That, that's about right. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. One of my favorites. We had a listener on uh, Rumble talk about the clips are making him sick. They are making me sick, too. The whole damn thing is sickening. But you can't get discouraged. That's the plot. That's the ploy. That's why they're throwing all of this at us at once. Ideological subversion is, is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne meropriatia in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions. But we are. We do have the sensible conclusions. We don't if we go along with this dance, with this nonsense, with this scheme. I remember Joe Biden always being a moron, but always being very pliable. I remember when he was against everything he's for, when he was for everything he's against. Do you? In line with what the president is calling for, we have to hold every drug user accountable. Because if there were no, uh, no drug users, there would be no appetite for drugs and there would be no market for them. Now we seem to have a flow of them. Another problem we don't discuss. And when you ask ex-CIA guys like Jake Sullivan, I love the way they lie. Lie to me, Jake, with your unusual looks. Jake, five days after cocaine was found here in the White House, congressional Republicans seem like they're very close to launching some sort of formal investigation. I'm curious, from a national security perspective, Wade, what was your reaction when the drugs were found? And B, was there any risk to security, either to the president, to your staff, anybody that would work out of the sit room for this stuff to be so close to where you were? So first, I would refer to the Secret Service when it comes to questions of the security of the president. I won't speak to that. Second, I would make a point about the Situation Room, because I think there's been a lot of questionable reporting on this. The Situation Room is not in use and has not been in use for months. Because You see where this is going, don't you, Swirl? It was the janitors. The janitor was the janitor, and they think he voted for Trump, and he may or may not be a racist, but he's definitely a sexist pig, and he doesn't like transvestites. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, you know what? You know, for this cocaine stuff in the White House, I think Trump did it. I think he was picking up a few extra documents. They no left question. behind, he dropped it out of his pocket. But <laughs> No question about it. It might have been Roger Stone. God knows what that freaks into. Go ahead. Yeah, right, maybe Santa Claus. But anyway... Yeah. The reason I was calling, oh, please, you're making me sick with Biden coming on. You're making me want to. You know, you know what it is, too, Robert? I have what? a lot of Biden clips that I normally don't play. However, the lovely Honey Bunny is going to I take know. a couple days off, and she does a lot of work. So I wanted to play the Biden clips. But I agree with you. They're nauseating. But we <laughs> cannot be guilty of avoiding the unpleasant conversation of the fact that when I played Joe Biden in 1989... Although an idiot, although wrong, he had his faculties. When I play him now, it's a pathetic display. There should be more people outraged that we have Joe Biden in the in the position he's in under his inability to even form a sentence. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing, too, before I let you go. I know you got to move. But I, I believe that he 
and Obama are fundamentally trying to destroy this great nation in single order. And if we don't get Trump in there and he gets reelected, we're doomed. What do you think? Uh, I, do, you, do you think there's a reason I've been trying to play all of Obama's old scandals for a yeah. week? Because yeah. Joe Biden is not the president. He's a figurehead of the mafia. He's a figurehead of this cohort of corruption. The problem is he's putting lipstick on the pig and he's pretending to help people with something we forgot to argue about, the failing health care system in this country, the failing safety nets, the failing government. And now he gets to come around, and people don't care. He's been there for 50 fracking years, destroying everything, supporting everything. And when it comes to the money fraud, that to me is something we need to focus on, in my opinion, and uh, not turn away from the argument, but have it. It's worth having the argument. So how can the White House make a country that engages in IP theft, forced labor, hacking, to play by a fair set of rules? So look, um, and I think I may have talked about this earlier this week. If not, uh, you know, this visit comes uh, at an important time in the bilateral relationship, right? That is what... She's getting tired of saying it. You hear the boredom in her voice? Because the reality is China has bought the Democrat Party. And in the meantime, they have a plan to keep us distracted. Special counsel Jack Smith has turned his focus on what's been described as a chaotic meeting at the White House, taking place December 18, 2020, during the last days of the Trump presidency. It reportedly devolved into a shouting match between West Wing lawyers and outside advisors Sidney Powell, former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, and former Overstock CEO Patrick Byrne. The two sides fought over plans to keep Trump in power, including seizing voting machines, invoking martial law, and appointing Powell as a special prosecutor to investigate alleged voter fraud. CNN reports Smith's interest is with the three outside advisors and has recently questioned witnesses about them. You know what uh, Jack Smith has spent so far? $9 million. $9 million to distract the American people from the fact that the matter is we have a corrupt asset of enemies foreign and domestic in the White House. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. That explains so much, and it also explains why I refuse to partake in the distraction of Trump or DeSantis or the rest of it, because there will be the same result. What will prevent them if we don't demand through convention of the states the integrity laws of this nation, voter integrity laws of this nation, be abided by. You've got the same scallywags in the same places. You've got the same never-Trumpers. You've got the complacency to policies that we sent movements to Washington for. It's time to get back to that. Let's start ripping out Obamacare again. Although, what do you think? 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Sometimes the stars line up and it's the perfect day to have on the right guest. It's exactly what we have right now. My next guest is an independent writer, documentary producer, He's written 15 books, collaborated on 20 others. He's got a new book, 
Untenable, the true story of white ethnic flight from America's cities. His name is Jack Cashel. Jack, thanks for joining me again. How are you? Hey, Sean, it's great. And I'm pleased to be talking to uh, Chicago because much of my book is dedicated to Chicago. Well, it has to be. We're the, we're the nucleus of, of government corruption and the Democrat mafia. It has to be here. Right. But some of the more ironic white flight incidents in uh, uh, Chicago involved, uh, this is going to sound a little bit ironic, Michelle Obama, mm-hmm. whose family fled her neighborhood and uh, committed a class C misdemeanor by when Michelle's mother took her out of the local schools and uh, drove her to schools in the, the South Shore neighborhood. And then there was a, and she was, this second person was very explicit about it, was uh, Sande West, Kanye's mother, you know? Really? Her son uh, was mugged in the park, had his bicycle stolen and tires slashed, and she said, call it black flight, whatever, we're out of here. So, uh, well, it's something to it's see the mass exodus now. It's something, it's just, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Well, you know, there's a, now we're into white flight 2.0, and, uh, you know, my point, though, is that anyone, any responsible parent flees a situation uh, where it's dangerous for their children or where their education is compromised. And that's uh, what we saw in the 60s and 70s in Chicago and elsewhere. But now we're seeing a slightly different variant. And that is, now we're seeing affluent uh, mobile people who have can work remotely, just abandoning cities like Chicago, uh, New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles. And there's something all those cities have in common. Democrats. And that is the bluer, the bluer they are, the more people leave. Jack, I played a clip earlier in the show, and it's uh, Joe Biden stammering through another speech. But he says something <laughs> as, he, as he names his own economic platform, Bidenomics, which I find laughable and sad all at the same time. But he said something very interesting when he was referring to what he calls trickle-down Reaganomics. And he said, we took a, a, we went off the path of what, of what America was on prior. And that to me is a very revealing tell, a, re, a very revealing trick. He is admitting that after LBJ, or really prior to LBJ, but LBJ specifically, we were kind of set on that trajectory. And it was only through the success of the economy of Reaganomics that it was a boom for all races and all people. And that's why those cities thrive for a little while. Am I right? That's exactly right. And so you, yeah, I mean, take a city like New York, for instance, uh, between uh, Reaganomics on the one hand and Giuliani Bloomberg on the other hand, they were able to uh, reduce their homicide rate from a 1992 high of about 2,500 to a 20, uh, I guess that would have been a 2013 low of about 350. So you had both prosperity and safety at the same time. And now New York City is a hellhole. People don't want to go there. They don't want to go to Chicago. They don't want to go to San Francisco. They don't want to go to Los Angeles. And there's nothing to blame but themselves. And they, they won't blame themselves, but it's hard to avoid that. You know, I think uh, I've, I've said it before, but to me, a flaw of, of mankind is its ability to, to, to go down in character, to go down in standards, to survive and to adapt to terrible climates, but when you see the news come out of these cities, in Chicago is the prime example of it. Yeah, exactly. We have, we have you know, Fourth of July weekend, the argument is, did we have 57, 63, or 73 people shot? But you see these politicians come on and celebrate this, 
this mayhem, which is truly a war zone, and, and it's just a quietly accepted thing among Chicagoans. They're more upset about flooded basements than they are streakings taking over life itself. Yeah, I know it. I, I don't know how they, how, you know, the money people put up with it. And the money people in Chicago are wealthy. And they're liberal. I mean, the money people are wealthy. I sound like uh, Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you sounded okay. better, believe me. Go ahead. Uh, talking about culture, I uh, know. Uh, in, in Chicago, you have a lot of liberal, wealthy people, right? Same thing in San Francisco. How do they sit back and watch their city be destroyed? So when, uh, you know, the Miracle Mile gets uh, thrashed nightly and no one wants to go there anymore, what do they say to themselves? Uh, when four Walmarts decide to leave Chicago, what do they say to themselves? It's, it's, I don't it's, get it. it's sickening to watch in real time because they oh, okay. blame they blame the companies that, yes, they made money, but what they ignore is the convenience and luxury of life and and quality of life that they brought to the right. area. And, you know, they have to know this when you say openly, you can steal $900 a day. In Chicago, yeah. right now, you yeah. can steal $900 a day and never be prosecuted. And the store and the people are just supposed to accept it. It's funny, right before you came on, uh, uh, my producer sends me a screenshot. There's a guy on the street in by Wrigley Field, on the sidewalk, laying there, offering crack to people. And the people went crazy, and they posted it on Facebook. There's 70 people that said you invaded his privacy. I don't understand the mindset of a slave. I'm, I'm astonished that people do not want to crack down on the criminals, on the drug addicts, on the scum. I don't get it. I don't get it either. And, you know, the thing is, the advantage I had, Sean, is I grew up in Newark, New Jersey, which was the poster child for urban dysfunction. So I got to watch this in real time. Right around me, I lived in the heart of the city. My neighborhood collapsed around me. You know, and I talked to, you know, for my book, Untenable, you know, the, the title comes from a fact that I, I, I interviewed about 50 or so people. And uh, the one guy I interviewed was the rare person who escaped from this and remained a Democrat. Most people turn Republican when, when they're forced out of their neighborhoods. And uh, I said, you and your mother, widowed mother, were the last people on our block to leave. And I said, why did you leave? And he struggled with this for a minute because his wife's a raving lib and she was there. And he said, our neighborhood became untenable. And I said, what do you mean by untenable? He said, well, when your mother's mugged for the second time, that's untenable. When your home is invaded for the second time, that's untenable. Yeah. And I said, Artie, you just gave me the title of my book. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, well, what's fascinating to watch is this last election in Chicago. <clears throat> you only have Democrats. Yeah. Republicans don't even have a presence. They don't bother with it. Yeah. They don't run. You have 100 years of one-party mafia controlling it right and they the way that they they were able to get this this thug this marxist friendly moron who w wouldn't pay his own water bill i mean it's astonishing yeah. the levels of corruption right. right the way that they got him in office is by saying the guy who said talked about cracking down on crime and talked about making schools better he was a republican and all of the people who had suffered over the last hundred years specifically the last 20 which is outrageous they said, "Okay, we're going to vote for the for for, for the Marxist guy because he says he's yeah. going to do a new program and a new for." And I'm reminded of the Cold War. 
When the Soviet Union was going bankrupt, when they had no food, they always had a new five-year plan to implement, and they always had this new promise of utopia. In your right, opinion, public space to throw on it, you know, it's like, a, yeah. How much longer are the American people going to going to going to fall for this? I mean, aren't they going to recognize that these cities that are led by the Democrat Party are exactly as you accurately described them hellholes? Well, you know, I tell you what, I just came from dinner at the VFW Hall here in upstate New York, and I said to my wife, "What percent of the people here do you think voted for Joe Biden?" She and she laughed because the percentage would be about zero, and. uh but in the cities, and this is the, you're right, uh, Sean, the, the paradoxical thing is this, the people who are, who are hurting themselves are the ones who are voting to hurt themselves. It's kind of a masochism that sane people don't really understand. You know? Well, it has to be a money play. It's always about the money. You know that. Every, every tragedy, every, every criminal enterprise, it's always about the money. And when I look at um, the welfare rolls, it's, a, it's astonishing to me. America, in this new law, in this new bill passed by the Republicans, the debt ceiling increase, we're spending $127 billion now on food stamps, which is double than it was in 2019. Double. When you look at Section 8 housing and you go back to the Obama years, and he made it so you couldn't reject Section 8 housing if you owned a building, a landlord, if you right. advertised right. or put it in the MLS. So there has to be just the follow-through. And Obama was brilliant because his infrastructure of Marxism around him was brilliant. And they laid the yeah. groundwork for what we're living through today. And, and I'm wondering, is there evidence to support this other than just a guy with a memory that can follow the laws? Is this what your book taps into? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was in a reparations debate last month in Kansas City, where I live. And what was, first off, the thing that was most uh, harrowing about it is that they couldn't find, they had a very hard time finding a second person to sit on the panel with me, on my side, right? Uh, people are scared to stand up for themselves on things that have anything to do with race. Uh, and that's the, our first problem. And the second problem is that the people I was uh, debating with on the other side simply weren't hearing what I was saying. I was saying your problem isn't due to Jim Crow or slavery. It's not even due to redlining or anything more recent. It's due to the democratic destruction of your family in the 1960s through the great society and all of its tentacles. I said, I watched it happen. I know what happened. And, uh, and they just refused to engage. They just refused to, to and, and uh, believe that what I was saying was worth talking about. The evidence supports your opinion and the allegation that you, you levied. The evidence is, yeah. is quite clear. But yet we're in this new America where evidence doesn't matter and there is no such thing as a scandal. I mean, as you sit here and watch the so-called Biden administration, is there a scandal big enough to affect this idiot? <laughs> and that's, you know, I, uh, about six years ago, I wrote a book called TW800, the, the uh, crash to cover up in a conspiracy. And at the time I said, you know, this is the greatest untold story in American history, the greatest cons scandal that has not been exposed. Now it's about number eight. You know, I mean, just in the last six years, it's been demoted in terms of uh, scandal. Now our, our media has collapsed, and that's at the heart of the whole problem. And you know that Chicago used to have really tough-minded newspapers. It was oh, like no. the the one place in America that would actually go after. I mean, they did a, like a huge vote for an expose about fifty years ago. Uh, 
that was that ended up in the rest of like 60 people or something. That was when, the, uh, for instance, and at the heart of it, is that the media were against vote fraud, right? Yeah. Now, it's now they're for it, apparently. It, it, the complacency in, in, in that alone is the part where I said, okay, this is the straw to me. And that is yeah. when I started to really support the idea of Convention of States. Because ultimately, when the, the entity who, who you're supposed to turn to, to, to strengthen law, the government, when it is so obviously corrupted, so obviously in lockstep, and so orientated through government supremacy, there are no laws that will be the shield anymore. They're all going to be the spear. So I think the big cities, it started like that, and it came to, to fruition 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. But it's clearly something that's overtaken Washington. And I'm, I'm curious to know your opinion. Do you think that we have a chance in combating a government so obviously corrupted, so riddled in what used to be a scandal, now is commonplace, and so willing to accept these, these mafia members as politicians? Well, you know, I'm a little more optimistic because I live in Missouri. And when I'm uh, in Missouri, just 20, 30 years ago, was a Democratic state all the way through. Voted twice for Bill Clinton. Now it's not even a battleground state. It's a totally red state. Trump won by 15 or more points both times. And here's, and here's what happens. When I, uh, I drove across country last week, I stopped for gas in Hannibal, Missouri, 302, $3.02 a gallon. Yeah. I crossed the state line into Illinois. It's three eighty nine a gallon. Uh, cigarette price tripled. And and you look at a state like Illinois and you think that at some point they'll do what Missouri did. They'll do what Florida did. They'll do what uh, several other states have done. They'll see the light and they'll move in the other direction. Meantime, the totally bad states, and Illinois isn't quite there yet, like in California or New York, uh, are, uh, New York's not that, isn't hopeless. Uh, California's hopeless. They'll get bluer and bluer and more decadent and more uh, obsolete. I mean, they'll be unlivable. No one will want to go there. They'll become untenable. Cities like San Francisco, yeah. I visited 15 times. It's my favorite city. I can't go there anymore. Uh, this, I the think sad reality the, of Illinois. I think, DNA, yeah, I think the DNA of America is good. I, I, it's the big cities that are pulling us down and the surrounding suburbs, which aren't, don't have the courage to stand up and say no. Well, you just described Illinois. The sad part is 80% of Illinois is not Democrat mafia run. 80%. Yet you have Crook County or Cook County, and you have DuPage County, and you're starting to get the infiltration because the people who, who understand that the cities are untenable move out to the suburbs, but they never change their pattern and their acceptance of the mafia. And it's really a, 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 a sad state of affair when you have two counties took down a great state. Two. Two, right. In fact... To your point, uh, in the uh, reparations debate I was involved in, the star of their show was this woman from Evanston. Evanston <laughs> has the one uh, yeah. ongoing reparations program in place, right? Right. Uh, so I looked up Evanston's uh, demographics. Trump got 7% of the vote there, right? Yeah. And now now they're paying reparations to whomever, I don't know, yeah. you know, for... No, the seven percent are made up of uh, uh, sixteen old uh, mercantile exchange traders who, <laughs> whose wives left them, and they still live in the in the back office. It's it's something to see because I, I I remember when Americans were proud of the fact that we were the youngest 
and this and the quickest to beat back slavery. And now they're afraid yeah. they're in, they're able to be indicted with an accusation. I don't let somebody who believes in the Democrat Party ever describe me or anything I believe in. How have they Americans lost their character and they're willing to be called a racist? They're willing to be called a sexist when the fact of the matter is 80 percent of this country never even entertained the idea of racism. No, and the, the thing is, too, is that the people who are most willing to speak out live in places you know, like I have a summer home in uh, Chautauqua County, New York, which is rural. And it's it's like being in the Midwest. It's like being in uh, Kansas. Uh, but these people are removed from the issues. They're removed from the problems. So they don't get a chance to have their voice heard. And the people who are close in, and the real culprit in many ways, are those nice, pleasant uh, suburbs, enclosed suburbs. Uh, yeah. The women in these suburbs, particularly, I hate to say it, but you know they they scare their own husbands into submission, and they're <laughs> they're willing to uh, sacrifice. See, some people are in it for the money. These people are in it for the out of either fear, or out of ideological complicity, uh, the need to be accepted by it, people who hate them. That's a that's flaw. Exactly right. That is a that is a major flaw. And I'm wondering, I know you work on a lot of documentaries, and I know you just got done with this book. Um, are, are there ties that, that can be traced? Because you're really an investigative reporter more than, more than right. most. Are there yeah. ties that can be traced right back to the worldwide desire to have a, a, a government controlled by government supremacists outside of this country? Because it's astonishing to me the foreign money in the Democrat Party. I can't believe it. And nobody is putting two and two together between this scallywag Soros, who has a history of imploding countries, and the open bribery of the Chinese communists with the Democrat. I mean, it, are, there gonna, are there links? Are you going to work on something that exposes this scandal? You know, what I was, th- you know, I was thinking of doing, uh, Sean, and this book, Untenable, really just picks up this story really about 1950. Uh, what, I, what I was thinking about doing for my next book is to going back, because by the 50s, the gestalt had begun to change. The, the, the mindset of the American elite had begun to change from each individual should be responsible for him or herself to this is systems that fall if you're not succeeding. It was a major shift in thinking. And then the question is, how did that shift begin? Where did it begin? I think if you could, I think I could, you could trace it back to Columbia University for one place and, uh, you know, the invasion of the uh, Frankfurt School. But yeah. I think it infected education. I think it infected yeah. uh, social work schools uh, and government policy. Yeah. And so by the time Lyndon Johnson came along in the 60s, all he did was institutionalize what was already in place. Right. And I find myself listening to the lyrics of uh, Officer Krupke from West Side Story, right? <laughs> already that mindset was in place and the Jets were playing off it. You know, yeah. They were teasing them about it. I love it. Uh, I love it. You're gonna, you're gonna, you know where you're going to end up. You're going to end up at the New York Times when Karl Marx was a reporter there and a writer. That's where you're going to end up. In the meantime, <laughs> or, when Dur- or when Walter Durante was cheering on the, uh, the exactly. rise of uh, Stalin. You know? These communist bastards. In the meantime, they got you to contend with. He is Jack Cashel. Thank you so much for making yourself available, but more importantly, for keeping it up. I can't wait to go through the book. It's out now, Untenable, the true story of white ethnic flight from American America cities. Thank you so much, Jack, for making time for me. Hey, Sean, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Anytime, okay? Thank you. We'll, you got it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 
This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I was listening to uh, this today. It's a blueprint aimed at transforming and improving Chicago in many ways. The mayor's transition committee unveiled their 223-page report filled with recommendations from nearly 400 people, all part of his transition committees. CBS 2's Suzanne Lemonio joins us now from the newsroom. with the It's like the Soviet Union, Squirrel. It's a five-year plan. It's going to suck for a long time, but then it's going to be much, much better. How long have you been hearing that in Chicago? Kira, formerly of Chicago, now Indiana. Hello. Sean, yeah, formerly from Chicago. Uh, man, you know your guest. Thank you. I listen to your show to make sure I'm still normal and <laughs> observing normal things because I get what he said. When I went to Missouri for vacation and we're building a house down there, everyone was a transplant from either St. Louis or Chicago. Everyone is fleeing. But yet, I will. I felt friends who in Chicago Northwest Side. Oh, I got a German Shepherd. Like, that's normal. And then another friend who's been robbed six times in Berlin, three at gunpoint, she's staying because it's her mother's house. Is that normal? I don't think so. So, see, I listen to your show. It's, to it's know something that to see. Things, so, thank you. Oh, thank you. It's, it's something to see because I understand the loyalty. I understand the connection. I understand to stay near relatives. I do. And, it, and I go back and forth quite a bit. I really do. But to see what's happened to that beautiful city, the thriving businesses, that's the part where you have to recognize, okay, am I going to risk the future, my family's future, the kids, the grandkids? Are you going to make them stand out? And it's it's a decision that only every individual has to make. But one thing's for certain, if you're going to elect in the year 2023 a fraud like Brandon Johnson, a loyalist to the very destruction, one of the core causes of the destruction of the quality of life, the teachers' union. If you're going to elect him, then to me that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Pritzker twice, too. Pritzker twice was unbelievable to me, the fact that they would do that again. And you realize at that point, people accept it. And the guys on the sidewalk by Wrigley Field offering crack when he's defended by the neighborhood... See you later, kid. Thank you very much, Kira. But I know somebody who's going to stay. Now, I think it's strictly because of the food. I do. Cream Puff Jim, you love it there, don't you? Are you kidding? Anyway. You're going to go down to the sidewalk for a little crack? You live by Wrigley, don't you? This guy's giving it away. Forget about it. We used to have the good stuff. The Colombians used to bring it in by a catwalk. Oh, they left a little at the White House. Go ahead. Anyway, two good tape. It's parking from Obama's house. But that was just a diversion because Pat Boone was going to take one of those walk-in tubs and look for his birth certificate. Oh, you're talking about I at Obama's he, house? Oh, Obama, yeah, the two-guy Pat was sitting out in front of Obama's house. But that was just a diversion because Pat Boone was going to sneak in one of those walk-in tubs. Yeah. And Did look, I ever tell you birth, about the time? Look for his birth certificate. I look for his birth certificate for about 50 years. Oh, that birth certificate. Yeah, his birth certificate's in Kenya. Did I ever tell you about the time that I was invited to a fundraiser. This is right after, I, I think I was might have still been at the Merck. And it was a guy, you know, you were going to get into the auctions for the tax auctions and the foreclosures, and you had to go to this auction because this guy had a stronghold on it. So I tell my one buddy, I don't want to go to these scumbag Democrats. He goes, ah, just no, come I along. You know who it was? Tony Resco. 
And it was at that point that you realized this son of a gun at that time had $150 million in government subsidies. He had I don't know how many buildings throughout the city. And his agreement with the Section 8 was you don't have to pay. Back then you had to pay 20% when you were in Section 8. You don't have to pay it. Just don't ever call anything about anything. And it was just slum landlord from coast to coast. And this is the guy that had their arms around all the Democrat mafia guys, all the two-bit lawyers. And it was at that moment I decided there isn't enough soap to get clean in that soap. There just isn't any... What about what about the first mayor? Your, your namesake, Big Bill Thompson. That was the last oh, Republican mayor. He yeah, was the most crooked in the. He was sure so he crooked. Was. He, he yeah. was absolutely. That's when riot. that's when the Capone brothers were Republicans, and they organized the unions. Come on, that's a yeah. duopoly you know, of corruption. But they keep you there because of the deep dish, you big fat slop. Thank you very much. Enjoy your payment. Appreciate it very much. In the meantime, you're on a new program. Yes, you are. Look at what's inside the report. Suzanne. Joe, Erica, members of Mayor Brandon Johnson's transition committee spent about two months looking at issues from transportation to human rights and labor. This assembly is about the transformation of the greatest city in the world, the city of Chicago. Mayor Brandon Johnson is talking about the nearly 400 people from diverse backgrounds that served on 11 of his transition committees. Their recommendations can... Does that matter? Does that matter when things that... uh... One story after the next story of mayhem and chaos. Does it matter if they're new to the city? I don't understand that. Be found here in this 223-page report. I'm very optimistic about the city at this moment when there are a lot of challenges and very disconcerting things happening in our country. UIC professor of Black Studies, Barbara Ransby, is a co-chair of the Transition Committee. People have come together to really... I wonder if they talk about the destruction of these communities since 1965 to now. I wonder if they talk about the prosperity, the business ownership among all people, but specifically minorities in these very cities prior to 1965. Do you think that they really dive into the information or do you think it's more something for nothing? If you want to know how to get this moolah, you already know what to do. Stay tuned. Your girl's got you covered. I wonder if she's got the new uh, Brandon Johnson uh, schematic for prosperity. Push for a progressive agenda and to give and to animate Brandon Johnson's campaign commitments around housing. You know what it is? It's just not progressive enough, Squirrel. And uh, there's a commitment around more free housing, more free food, more free everything. Around uh, homelessness, around LGBTQ uh, issues. The report. Look- well, it turns out, Squirrel, people on the West Side, they're not buying it. They're not happy. Although I would say 100% of them voted for Brandon Johnson. Robin Cheryl, the meeting was organized by a local community group and quickly spread by word of mouth. People were arriving up until the end, and they gave local officials an earful. In Austin, hundreds packing a room meant for dozens. Anger and frustration boiling over after days of waiting and worrying. We need to start being treated like the taxpayers we are. I wonder if she's mad about the illegal aliens giving residents and money and cell phones. I wonder what exactly she's mad about. You voted for it. Now wallow in it. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. OJ Simpson had a heart attack. Apparently they were able to save him, however. I hope they didn't use the same technique for Madonna. 
In the meantime, there is a Democrat out there stirring some trouble. I don't know what you think about him. I have my own uh, problems with him. I don't like the whole eco-fascism, eco-Nazism, but I do like some of the stuff he says. Democratic and Republican administrations have pushed NATO to Russian supporters, violate our own solemn promise from the early 90s when we pledged that if Russia made this terrible concession of moving 400,000 troops out of East Germany and allowing the unification of Germany under a NATO army, a, a hostile army, that we would commit that after that we would not move NATO one inch to the east. And James Baker gave that assurance, as did the British. Uh, oh, RFK Jr., those are facts. And your party doesn't like facts. They like lies and salesmen. I genuinely mean that. We just have to remember who in God's name we are. We're the United States of America. If we were, you'd be in jail. We're some sort of Soviet hybrid that models itself after the big city of Chicago. Dave in Orlando, Florida. Hi, Sean. How you doing, buddy? Wonderful, Dave. How are you? Fantastic. Sitting with my feet in the pool down here in Orlando. It's a beautiful day. Nice, nice. Stop rubbing it in. You know, you have a, you have a very low chance no, of getting no, no. shot in the head, too. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, listen, I wanted to let, I mean, that's amazing. 11 committees, 248-page reports <laughs> to do nothing. There's going to be a point where the poor people in Chicago they're not going to be able to get out. They're going to be so hamstrung by the taxes, the fuel, the property taxes, they can't get out. Sean. That's the cycle of poverty. And that's what turns God. good people into welfare. That's really what does it. You know, when you look at just the massive costs, the 45 cents a gallon, specifically and unique to just Illinois, on top of the corruption of the gas company that collaborated with the Democrat short in the pants mafia, it's, 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 oh. it's to your point. At a certain point, you can't afford to get out. And that's for yeah, most and people. No one's going to buy their houses. Their collateral no. is worth gaga, you know. That's on goal. Just say Nothing. that. Yeah. I know what you're Yeah, saying. that's on goal. That's All it. All right, Dave. Thanks. Uh, 312 down here. Stop telling that to people. They'll all move here and they'll get some of the Democrats. And you know what they do when they move to an area? Not good. And we have more breaking news tonight. Four CPD officers accused of having sex with migrants living at the police station. That's not good. That's not good. We don't want to hear that. Do we want to hear that? That's not good. But there's probably something in the plan for that. Set ways to improve a variety of things in the city, from education and immigration to transportation and housing. On page, It's going to be great. It'll be just like the Jetsons. You're going to love it. It'll be fantastic. You could take a train from one side of the city, get shot in the other, drop you off at the hospital on the way back. They got all kinds of plans. 111. It says goal number one is to provide all those who are unhoused with services of their choice and safe quality, accessible, affordable housing. We reached out to the government watchdog group, the Better Government Association. To you got affordable housing now. You have the record number of abandoned homes. You've got a record number of foreclosed homes. You've got a record number of tax sale auctions. And why can't you move anybody in there? It's not good enough. We've got to build new. Oh, you got six million vacant feet in what used to be the financial district. I forgot. Get their take on the report. President... David Greising. Well, it summarizes a fair number of Mayor Johnson's campaign issues and takes steps forward. It You mean that, that, that Brandon Lightfoot didn't catch on, Squirrel? You don't think so? I mean, he's wearing the same clothes. I think it's funny. Brandon Lightfoot, no? All right. 
goes fairly light on the question of how to pay for many of the initiatives. And that's going to be a challenge for the mayor as we head into budget season. Greising also says he was surprised about the report not offering concrete ways to tackle crime in the city. (laughs) They're not big on concrete ways. It's about painting a utopian picture that nobody wants to talk about the details or face the fact that so many of your other policies fail time in and time out, like Obamacare, which was supposed to lower costs. I remember that being a specific thing. In fact, isn't it really called the Affordable Care Act? There's nothing, nothing beyond our capacity if we work together. There's not a single major problem we decided. How about uh, peace and prosperity, safety and prosperity, fair taxation, and the principles of Americanism? That seems to be beyond your pace. But the good news is we are Americans. We will win. You're already winning. I want you to know. There are now 21 states for a convention of the states. That's how you combat a government so corrupt it would hire a bag man, failed senator, an asset of the Chinese Communist Party among oligarchs in Europe, and allow him to steal an election. We can win. You have to remember we're Americans. Now, Squirrel, best way to remember you're an American, give me the anthem, baby. Oh, say can you see. done squirrel i know i made a lot of people mad with the bears but see i love the hawks we'll be back on monday if you're in chicago keep your head on a swivel stay safe we'll be back monday don't just have a great night have an american night three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.